All right, all right, all right. You guys ready? Good to see you guys. God bless you. God bless you. Well, this morning we are starting a brand new series called Better. How many want better? I think all of us want better, and, and uh, we're going to discuss that in just a moment. Just want to remind you that today we're launching our summer small group six-week session. And so uh, we want to encourage you after service to find a group. You, there'll be a sign-up uh, area out in the lobby that you can sign up for small groups. Please do that. Uh, if you don't happen to get in there and sign up today, which I hope you do, uh, you can go online at cotmtyler.org and you can uh, sign up that away. I also want to just uh, remind you that in two weeks, I believe it's in two weeks, uh, Father's Day is taking place. And uh, I want to encourage you to bring your dads and come and we're going to have uh, you know, when it's Dad's Day, you got to have some food. So we're going to have some food around here, I'm sure. And uh, and so just make sure that you guys are here for that, and it will be a blessed time. Okay. Uh, and and if you uh, you you want to know the next step of what needs to take place in your walk with your local church, Church on the Move, uh, today's Church 101. I want to encourage you to uh, get planted, get hooked up. If you want to find out more about that, that's a great place. Let's get into to today's uh, message, Better. And when I talk about better, I'm talking about if, if you want better in your life, then uh, you're going to have to live life in the Word, in the Word of God. And so this whole series is built around living life in the Word. And uh, I, I tell, I, you know, when I'm counseling people or, or even encouraging people, I'm always turning them back to the Word, back to the Word. Because God's values, God's principles, God's ways always work. It's always better, a better way than any other way that's ever offered by anybody else. How many of you understand what I'm saying? And so I want to take you to Proverbs chapter 3 before I give you today's uh, message title. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 through 18. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Or we could say, happy is the man who finds the word of God, finds the will of God, finds God's principles, God's per, uh, 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 values in their life through the word. Happy is the man. How many want to be happy? I don't think anybody want to be unhappy in their life. So happy is the man or woman who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Get this, for her proceeds are better. Say better. So it's, the word of God is better. It's always better. It's better than the, the prophets of silver. Her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things that you may desire, anything and everything that you could ever think of or desire will not compare with her, with the Word of God. Cannot compare. There's no, there's no comparison. In other words, it's, the Word of God's far better. Living life by the Word is far better than anything or any, anything that you could ever come up with. And then it goes on to say, length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. Now, I, 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 was, I, I was thinking about this. You know, better is made available to us all. 
It's not just for the elite. It's not just for a certain group or a certain uh, type of people. Uh, better is made available to everyone that wants to pursue better. Amen. And that means anybody in this room could have better. Anybody, anybody. If you, want to, if you want better, live life by the word. And so better is available to all of us, but most people are living what I would call a normal life. A, a normal life that is, that is like the world and, and the world's ways and, and just, uh, you know, just, just the world's thinking. You know, one of the things that I pray every morning when I pray and I'm seeking God and spending time with Him, spending time in His presence, one of the things that I declare over my life is that, that I w- would live my life by His Word and not by human reasoning. Because there's human reasoning out there that we can reason ourselves into believing that it's, this is the best way, or this is the better way, but I'm going to tell you that human reasoning, if it contradicts the Word of God, is not better. Right. What's better is the Word of God. And so we need the Word of God in our life. We need better. And so it's made available to all of us. But I'm going to tell you where most people lean, they lean towards human reasoning. Towards things that they've been taught in their past. Towards even religious thinking. And there's religious thinking that contradicts the Word of God sometimes. And so when we, we lean towards those various things in our life, we are shortchanging ourselves and we're limiting what God wants to do in us and through us because we're not thinking like He would have us think. And if we're not thinking like He would have us think, then we're not living how He would have us live. Because your thinking, it starts there and then it's produced in the way that you live. Is that making sense? And so we, we need to understand that. So here's, a, here's some things that I have. In, if you're taking notes and you have notes in your worship guide, could it be that something more than normal is possible in our life? That's the question. Because most people are just living normal. They're just living, they're just living life by uh, their own reasoning rather than pursuing God's wisdom, God's word in their life. They're just, they're just reasoning their way through life. Well, I just think this is the best way. Or I just think this is how we ought to do it. I just think that this, if we'll just do it this way, that, that this will be the outcome. Rather than pursuing the Word of God and saying, okay, what's your, God, what's your Word say, God? How should I live this out? I heard it said one time that probably about 98% of our decisions are already made up, already made in our lives if we would just live our life by the Word of God may not be able to tell us who we're to marry in the Word of God. It'll tell us what type of person we should marry. It may not tell us, you know, where, where we should live or what house we should buy. But it tells us how we could buy the right thing. If we'll just, we'll just pursue God's wisdom and, and have a relationship with God and have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, He can reveal those things to us. And so there's so much that's already revealed. But most people are living their life according to their reasoning and not according to the Word of God. Therefore, they're living a normal life rather than an abnormal life, which is a life that God really wants us to live. He wants us to live a better life. So here's some, here's some things that I want to say. First of all, normal is the enemy of better. Better. 
It's the enemy of better. If God has better, then we need to start looking at normal as being an enemy. Because I don't want anything less than God's best. How about you? Secondly, the second thing I want to say is that normal's easy. Everybody's doing it. It's easy. It's easy to just go with what you think rather than getting in there researching and seeking God and reading and spending time in the Word and meditating God's Word. It's much easier just to come up with something out of your head. So it's much easier to just live a normal life. Thirdly, normal isn't working. Relationally, how many people are really having the relationship life or the relationships in their life that God would have them have? The, the most intimate relationship that we ought to be having here on this earth outside of our relationship with the Lord ought to be our relationship with our spouse. And most, most relationships are ending in divorce. I say most, over half are. That's first time around. Second time around, the, 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 the percentages go up into the 70s. Third time around, if you get there, uh, they, just, they, just keep, you know, they just keep going up. And so normal isn't working. It's just not working. So here's what I want to say, is that life in the Word is better. Life in the Word is better. And so what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about something that I believe every one of us need to have an understanding of. And I'm going to give you the title of today's message, and it's called The Unstoppable Church. Unstoppable Church. And most people, if, if you're not getting in the Word of God, you may not understand that if you are a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are the church. You are the church. Yes, corporately we're a church, no doubt, and there's something to be said about us being a church corporately, and it's important the majority of the time that you see that God is mentioning the church in Scripture, it's talking about the local church. But also we need to understand that we all make up that local church individually. Every one of us is a part of the church. And God did not intend for us to be stoppable. He wants us to be unstoppable in that He wants us fulfilling what He has planned for us to fulfill. I'm liable to get excited up here. Because God does have great things for every one of His children. And too often we're allowing things, circumstances, and situations to stop us, hinder us, derail us, get us off course. And we need to understand that we can, we can go forward in life and be unstoppable. Too many people are making too many excuses because of their circumstances. God never consults your circumstances uh, when it comes to His will for your life. Well, let me see if my will is going to be agreeable with your circumstances. Oh, your circumstances align itself, so therefore it's my will. Right? And you know, I, there was a time where there was some folks that came to Jesus, and, and uh, they, Jesus asked, actually it was his disciples, he, says, he said, uh, who do people say that I am? You know, and then they came and they said, you know, there's some that say that you're 
you're this person, that you're uh, this person, and that you're this person, or one of the prophets. And, and then Jesus said, well, who, who do you say that I am? And Peter, he said, he says, you're, you're the, the Messiah. You're, he says, you're, you're the Christ, the, the Son of the living God. He says, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and Jesus responded, and he says, you know that flesh and blood did not reveal this to you? but my Father which is in heaven? In other words, God spoke to you by my word. Uh, He spoke to you a word, should I say. He spoke to you and and you heard. And he says, God revealed this to you. And I want to give you a a portion of that scripture. And it's in Matthew chapter 16. We're going to look at verse 18. Uh, He says, Peter, I say to you that you are Peter... And on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell or Hades will not prevail against it. That's where I got this unstoppable church. He says, he says listen, I, I, I've given you my word and because of my word you can build your whole life on it and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Upon this rock. What rock? The rock of revelation. The things that God reveals to you when you build your life around that truth or that revelation that God gives you, you can go forward in what I have for you and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You, you, you can accomplish everything that I have, I have designed you to accomplish, everything that I have purposed for you to accomplish, you can accomplish it, not only individually, but corporately as a, as a whole, as a church, as a, as a whole. We can do great things. There's no reason why we can't do something extraordinary here. You know, normal isn't working. Most people are walking through life like, like the children of Israel that were walking in the wilderness. They're just, they're just existing, they're eating, they're, they're drinking, and they're, that's about it. They're just, they're just occupying, wandering in the wilderness, and God has more than the wilderness for us. He does. He wants, he wants every one of us to, to accomplish great things. He wants us linking together. Man, I'm telling you, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. When we come together as a body, there's great things that can happen. But we need to understand, we need to understand that God has purpose for us to do great things. But there also is an enemy that has a mission, and his mission is out to kill, steal, and destroy what God is trying to do. But see, you know, he said that the gates of hell will not prevail against us. But that doesn't mean the gates of hell is not going to try. Uh, John 10.10 10 tells us that, that it's, it's, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Look at this. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. First Peter tells us this. I want to just bring this to your attention. First Peter says, be sober, be vigilant. In other words, be sober, be thinking like God would have you think. Be vigilant, be watchful. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I, I, I think what he's looking for is he's looking for people that's not walking in the word or living by the word. He, he knows what the word looks like. We're going to determine that in a moment. He knows what it looks like. You know, Satan was cast out of... He was cast from the presence of God, from the word of God. He was cast out... 
And so he knows what the word looks like. And so I think he's seeking people who are not living by the word. And when he finds people like that, he begins to devour. To devour means to eat up. It means to just, just to, it just begins to eat up until eventually it's just all eaten up. That's where a lot of relationships, you, it's not one big, it's not one big thing that destroys a relationship. You know, somebody committed adultery or whatever, that people are going, well, that's what, that's what ended their marriage. No, it was all the little things that ended to that, that led up to that one thing. It was all those little things. It, it just ate up and eventually just devoured it all. Does that make sense? Yes, so what I want to do is I want to I just share some things with you about the unstoppable church and why it is that we're unstoppable. First of all, number one, I want to just tell you that living in the Word makes us matchless. Living in the Word makes us matchless. The devil cannot overpower us. He cannot overpower us. Are you, are you, are you with me? Um, what do I mean by just matchless? I mean, there's nobody that can compare with him. In us, living that out. Now, this is cool, folks. I want you to hear this. Living in the Word makes us matchless. Because when we're living in the Word, then we have God on our side. Therefore, nobody will be able to stand up against us. Some of you need to catch this. I, I, let me give you a scripture here in uh, John chapter 1. And I'm just going to bring verse 1. You can go on and read some more. But verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. Now if we stop there, we might miss what I'm saying. But it doesn't stop there. It goes on to say, The Word was God. And let me just go on and say that the Word still is God. So when we're living by the word, then we're living, we're living in God. Therefore, we become matchless because the devil can't come against the word and succeed and overpower and overcome. Therefore, it makes us unstoppable as a church. And there's going to be things that are going to come against us. But you know what? If God be for us, who or what could be against us? And so we need to understand that it makes us matchless. It's, 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 it's something that we need to understand. You know, uh, granddaughter, Maya, can I borrow your, your doll? Can I borrow it? Come on, sir. Thank you. You know... Uh, I need my other doll. Come here, Jeremy. <laughs> you know, I've got to harass this guy. Don't flip me. Oh, get it. Stay away from me, Bubba. A stuffed idiot. Oh my gosh. She's talking. Mama doll is what he's saying. No, no. Matchless. 
Now, let me ask you a question. Is this doll any competition to Jeremy? Can this doll overtake Jeremy if this doll was truly alive? Huh? Maybe. What, what do you think? I think not. I have been beat up by my wife. You've been beat <laughs> She's a go-getter, though. Yeah, she's extra mean. She, I didn't say that. He did. He did. He did. I didn't say that. So, if you would, if you would just think of Jeremy as I, I'm actually leaning towards the good this time. Think of him as being God, and think of this devil. I mean, this doll being the devil. This doll being the devil. Is there any match there? Is this that? Is this? I mean, there's there's no match there, right? I mean, Jeremy, what could you do to that doll? Now, this is my granddaughter, so I, I, you really can't step on it. You could crush that doll's head and just, I mean, just destroy that doll, right? And uh, and so I'm here to tell you that God, when we're living in the Word of God, I mean, the devil's having to face God when he faces us. Are you with me? Are you seeing that? And therefore, we become unstoppable. Whatever it is that God has for us to do, we need to be going after it. And we need to be, I mean, just aggressively going after it. And there's going to be all, I mean, sometimes all hell breaks loose. I remember, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I remember remember when I first got saved, I mean, it was like all hell came and broke loose. The Bible tells us when the, the word of God is first sown in our hearts, the devil tries to come and steal it, Mark chapter 4. When, when we don't know any better, we, we'll turn loose of the word of God and not realizing when we turn loose of the word of God, we turn loose of all our God potential. That's why we need to get the word, embrace it, hold on to it, and run with it. Amen? Amen? And so it, it, it's matchless. And let me just say another thing. With God, it's personal. It's very personal. Uh, a matter of fact, so personal to God that He backs the word that we live by. He backs it. So let me give you, let me give you this scripture. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. latter part of it says, I am watching over my word to perform it. God's looking for his word. And what's he wanting to do? Perform it. He's looking for people that are living by his principles, by his values, that are living by the things that he's saying. So why? So that he can perform it. Hey, I see this person. They're they're living by what I'm telling them. And therefore, I'm just going to back it up. I I tell you, we need the word of God. We need it in our life. The second thing I want to share with you today is that uh, living in the Word makes us steadfast. No matter what's going on in in life, our circumstances, our situations, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, what it is. We can we can just stay steadfast in the middle of of whatever it is that's going on. We can stay steadfast. And, and, and I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you and, and, and move on. But uh, Psalm 119 verse 89 says this. I love this. It says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, standing firm and unchangeable. Yeah. 
unchangeable. God's word works regardless of conditions and circumstances. Too often, too often, we are looking at our conditions to determine the outcome of our life rather than looking at the word to determine the outcome of our life. Too often, we're looking at our circumstances to, 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 to determine the outcome of our life rather than looking at the word of God to determine the outcome of our life. We need to be looking at God's word and we need to be living our life according to the word of God because it's unchangeable. It's going to stay, it's, going to, it's firm, it's settled. It's settled in heaven, it's settled here. We can live by the word of God and we can watch the word of God just begin to produce in our life. If, we'll, if we will not give up on the word, the word will not, it, it will work for us. The, the, the enemy that, the only enemy that, uh, that the word of God cannot overcome is when we become an enemy of the God, word of God. Did you hear that? The word will work if we'll work it. If we don't work it, it's not going to work for us. And so we need to work the Word of God, and we can stay steady. I, I remember back in 1999, 2000, we, had, we, we were blowing and going as a church. We had this fire and, uh, in, in a facility that we're, we had in our church facility, and, and uh, we just had a, you know, we were just reaching lots of young people, especially back then, and, and we've always had a heart for young people, and there's always been an attack on young people from the very beginning of time till to this day, there's still an attack on young people. We, a part of our vision is to equip the next generation. We want to see that next generation to be raised up and to be developed into the Davids and the, and the you know, just the, these young people, the, the disciples, most of the disciples, if not all of them, except for maybe Peter, were teenagers when Jesus called them to follow him and to be his disciples. Many people don't even know that. And... Uh, and, 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 and so young people have great potential. Most people don't uh, treat young people uh, uh, the way they need to be treated. That's why they continue to act immature. And, and they don't give them responsibilities. Here we have what we call junior dream teamers. We start them, I mean, at sixth grade, we start them in a place where they can start serving. They can serve in, even when they're in elementary. But we have, we have some serving over there. We have some that serve that are here this service. They'll serve next week. We, just, we have them serving. I mean, it's like, hey, you can do great things for God. you got a ministry that God wants you to develop, and we want you to give your heart to it so that we can all make an impact, a kingdom impact for the glory of God. And I believe the enemy was mad. That's why that fire started. And we've had to stand our ground. We, you know, we have a strong emphasis on children and, and, and young people because we know the great things that God has for them. And we could have gotten discouraged and thrown up our hands and, and, and quit, but we've just stayed steadfast. Stayed steadfast. Because his word is unchangeable. And see, there's a lot of people that allow their circumstances to dictate their, their life. And as a result, they, they're, they're constantly, constantly uh, giving in to those circumstances instead of living by the word. And therefore, they're constantly having to deal with crud in their life. You know what crud is, right? Okay, crud's just no good. 
Okay, it's not better, all right? I just put it that way. It's not better. Uh, and so anyway, Matthew's gospel tells us and talks to us about people that build their lives on, on the sand, those that build their ha lives on a rock. And uh, the ones that build them on the rock, uh, it says that, uh, that the, when the floods come and the storms come and everything comes, in other words, when the circumstances are unfavorable, they're still standing. They're still steadfast because the Word of God's immovable. It's firm. It's settled. It's settled. It's, it, we can be steadfast. But, but those that build their house on the sand, those that hear the Word and don't do it, they're, they're aware of the Word of God, but they're not doing it in their life. Then when the storms come and they blow and they hit, same storms, the houses look the same, but the foundation's different. That, the Bible says, the storms come and it hits that house, and that house is utterly destroyed. And so most people are constantly rebuilding their lives, constantly rebuilding their lives, rather than being steadfast, building something great with their lives. When you build your life, live your life in the Word, live your life according to God's Word, then when the storms do hit, when the circumstances or the, the conditions are not favorable, when they hit, you can continue to just continue to build greatness rather than going back and having to rebuild your marriage, rebuild your relationship, rebuild your mind, your emotions, your da-da-da. You know, the list goes on. And it happens. And we're here. We're here to help you. I'm not condemning you because I know there's probably a, 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 a number of people that are there that are re in the rebuilding phase. And, and let me tell you, from this point on, start building your life on the Word so that you have that rock foundation, so that you're steadfast and, and immovable and, uh, and that you can have what God has for you. Okay, third thing I just have real quick I want to share with you. Living life in the Word makes us powerful. <laughs> powerful. You know, I just came off, a, or we just came off a series talking about uh, living, living by the Holy Spirit, and we called it uh, Further Faster, that if you wanted to go further faster in life, live your life uh, being led by the Spirit of God. By the, and, 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 you know, we receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. It's ama it amazes me how many people resist the Holy Spirit. It amazes me how, how many people don't even want to get in there and have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. I know that, I know probably a lot of the reason why is because some of God's people have, have made, made a, 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 I don't know, a spectacle of Him. Is that the right word? And maybe, uh, maybe have done a bunch of crazy craziness in the name of the Holy Spirit. I realize that. And, and the Holy Spirit shouldn't be turned off. The Bible says that when, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, that, that God's power would come upon us and we'll be witnesses. It ought to make us more attractive, not repelling to, the, to, to people that don't know Christ. It ought, we ought to be a greater witness. And so power comes that way. But I'm going to tell you, power also comes with the Word of God. Living by the word. So I'm going to give you some scripture here and let you see this. Uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. If I didn't stop there, that would be great. It does say unto salvation, but I'm going to tell you it's the power of God unto everything. It's the power of God unto healing. 
It's the power of God unto provision. It's the power of God unto your relationships. It's the power of God unto everything that you have need of in life. The word of God is the power of God. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says it this way. I love it. It says he upholds the universe by the word of his power. By the word of his power. I like the way that it says the word of his power rather than the, the power of his word. And there is a difference and most people don't catch it even as I explain it today. Some of you are going to have a hard time until you think about it and, and catching what I'm saying. There's a difference between the word of his power and the power of his word. See, I could talk about the power of my arm. And when I talk about the power of my arm, I'm only talking about the power that my arm has. But when I talk about the, 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 the power or the word of my, uh, excuse me, the, 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 the arm of my power, the arm of my power, I'm talking about all the power that I have comes through this arm. The arm of my power. Does that make sense? And, and I'm here to tell you that God has all of his power invested in his word. To accomplish what he wants to accomplish in and through our lives. Regardless of circumstances, regardless of life, that's what causes us to be unstoppable as a church. We do not have to shrink back. We do not have to pull back. We do not have to draw back when we have the word of God. We can continue to go forward. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says this. It says in verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and it is... It's powerful in our life. And I've seen the power of God. The Word of God and the, and the Spirit of God work in tandem all the time, together, never apart. They're always working together to bring forth God's planned ended end result in our lives. If we'll just walk in the Word of God. Some of you, most of you, if you've been around here, know the, the dramatic deliverance that I got from alcohol and drugs and nicotine and how God came into my life in one moment. It just takes one moment of God. There was my brother and his pastor that came to me and shared the word of God with me and said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. If you'll just receive him into your life, he will deliver you from that alcohol that has so kept you captive for all these years. He'll deliver you if you'll just receive him into your life. And I said, I want everything that God has for me. And that day, God baptized me in the Holy Spirit, filled me with His power, and delivered me instantly. And that was 30, almost 30 years ago. And I've not touched a drop. I've not smoked. I've not snorted. I haven't done all those different things. I've just been, I just been on fire for God. And I'm going to tell you, I am still living on that one experience, although I've had many since. Because the presence of God and the Word of God is forever settled. It's powerful, not just for the moment. It continues to sustain you throughout life. And it will do that for every one of you and I. If we'll just live our life in the Word, and we will be unstoppable, and it doesn't matter. I mean, people look at my life, how is it that you keep on? Because I, I have a testimony. I mean, there's been a, a, a series of things over my life, that, those 30 years that have come against me. But you know what? I've been unstoppable because of the Word of God. Amen? Let's go forward.